Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name, his bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions, playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the Iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. What were you doing at the age of seven? I personally don't remember. My wife introduced me to one of her colleagues that works at the Bank of Oklahoma. His name is Gonzo Garcon. He actually sat here probably two and a half months ago. We met last May. An hour conversation I thought lasted about three and a half hours. At the age of seven, Gonzo was playing tennis. By the age of 10, he's been playing in tournaments. At the age of 12, he left his house, his family, to pursue professional tennis. How did professional tennis lead him to his belief, to his faith in God? How did that lead him to a full ride scholarship to Oklahoma Baptist University in 2011? He left Chile, came over to the United States to pursue a college education while playing tennis and to learn the language. How did tennis lead him to marriage? And how have they performed as a team the last seven years. Episode 27, you'll want to hear it. I'm extremely honored to know you, Gonzo. Thank you so much for your time and your friendship. Keep grinding, brother, man. Love you. Today's special guest is Gonzo Garcon. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So for our listeners, what's your whole full name? My full name is Gonzalo Andre Garzon Laclaver. It's like four names. It's like a law firm, man. <laughs> you know, when I introduce to uh, with people, I, I just say, my name is Gonzo, like the Muppets. Uh-huh. And people just like <laughs> laugh and just, you know. So, but I, I go by Gonzo, so um, I know it's shorter, but yeah. yeah. And you're from Chile. I'm from Chile. Which part? So I was born in Antofagasta, which is a small town, North Chile. Mm-hmm. And um, 
when I was 12 years old, I, I moved to Santiago. So um, my family's in Santiago. Every time I go back there, I go back to Santiago. And um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm originally from. Yeah, I remember when Margie came home one day and she's like, "Hey, I, I found someone who I want to come onto the podcast." And so she told me a little bit about you, and so I've been very intrigued. And so I thought I was like, "Well, I need to get his number, or he needs to get my number, and we need to get in touch." And when we first met, it was just going to be coffee at all about cha in midtown mm-hmm. and i was thinking that eh, probably last about 45 minutes or so <laughs> and we stayed there for about three and a half hours just chatting and honestly man it's it was a deep conversation it's a great conversation i feel like we are starting to form a friendship that i'm really happy about oh, thank man. you man i gotta tell you this uh, first of all before we keep going i need to acknowledge you and and tell you that since i met you there I love your passion, man. I love the way that you, you doing things with um, your work. Thank you. Marriage. Thank you. Um, so, for your listeners, I think that they hope you truly want to make a difference. And I think that the, the fact that you do this podcast, I think it's awesome. So, Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, just wanted to share that before, you know. So. No, I, I thank you um, very much. This podcast is it's important, right? So, Margie does all the editing. She does everything for the podcast. I'm just the host, and I socialize on Twitter and Instagram every <laughs> once in a while. And then, more importantly, the guests, right? Taking the time and having the courage to come on and share their stories, their passions, their life, because that's important, right? It's it's important about the community because your community is not just well, we live here in Moore or right. we live here in Oklahoma City. Right. The neighbors are right. super important. You're super important. My neighbor across the street is super important. So mm-hmm. if we can build those bonds, then we're going to build a strong community, a strong state, a strong nation, and the net effect of that becomes Absolutely. endless and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So you moved to the United States. I did. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess been here um, seven years. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I came here in 2011. Um, I didn't speak any any English back then, mm-hmm. um, and people usually uh, uh, ask me. So, so how did you come from Chile to Oklahoma? Yeah, and um, to to be completely honest, I've I didn't hear of, of Oklahoma <laughs> uh, before I, I I came here. Right, right. So um, I uh, played tennis. Uh, that's what I did for a long time, and. I wanted to be uh, a professional tennis player. Uh, if, uh, I, when I was 12 years old, I, uh, I, I, I basically went from my small town to, I moved from my small town to Santiago. Um, I left home uh, because um, I wanted to become a professional tennis player. Mm-hmm. And the only way that uh, I was able to do that um, was if, I could compete with the best. I could have the best coaches. I could have tournaments every week. And when I was from, my small town didn't have that. Right. So uh, the only way, if I wanted to pursue that, I need to move to Santiago. So uh, long story short, uh, I've since then I've uh, my 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 life was just t- tennis. Mm-hmm. I played tennis and I quit my traditional school. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went from eight hours a, a day to a two hours, uh, you know, school for yeah. athletes. Right. And um, yeah, so I, I did that for almost, you know, I was 12 all the way to 18. Um, and I, I travel. I, I was privileged to travel to more than 20 countries around the world playing uh, tennis. Playing tennis. Um, so I've, I've, I've been throughout South America. I came to the U.S. I went to Europe and I was very, uh, again, privileged to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? My parents supported me and I, I've, I wanted to become a professional tennis player. That's what I wanted to do. So yeah. I... I I enjoyed it. I learned a ton. I, I was not, to be honest with you, wasn't always the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. because um, uh, you know I've, I was very young, and you know and now that I think about twelve years old, mm-hmm. leaving home right to uh, start like a career, mm-hmm. um, you know I've and and I lost friendships. I lost. You know, uh, things that, you know, kids from that age yeah. will normally have. But I, I know that there was a plan for it. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I I was lucky to do it. And the reason why I share this is because you asked me, I moved to the U.S. And, yeah. and, and, and I didn't uh, become a professional tennis player, mm-hmm. right? It was right. when I was 17, 18 years old, I realized that the... Uh, path to do that was really hard. Um, just a few people do it, and uh, just felt like I needed to do something else. Mm-hmm. And and in Chile, uh, just for people who are listening, it's if you want to be an athlete, uh, you need to quit school. Mm-hmm. You can go to college and also play sports if you want to do that. It's yeah. you either go to school. Or you pursue your um, dreams. In this case, was me tennis. Mm-hmm. So back in my mind, I like the idea uh, uh, of coming to the U.S. Yeah. and 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 playing tennis uh, in college, and and also studying at the same time. And I, I like the idea of you know competing at a very high level, and and receiving a scholarship. Um, here and and also get a degree which was very uh exciting and attractive at the time and Mm -hmm. so that's how i've when i was 18 years old i basically started looking for options and um i heard about a school that uh wanted to recruit me yeah um the school was oklahoma baptist university Mm -hmm. um here in shawnee oklahoma and uh, I, I love the school. I, I like I told you when I first came here, I didn't speak any any English. Yeah. So the school told me, come join us, study for six months. Um. Well, just to go back a little bit, the program actually takes about a year and a year and a half mm-hmm. if. Uh, you want to learn from scratch. Okay, English. English. Okay. Yeah, but um, 
there's rules about um, at, at the time OBU was an NIA school, so if you wanted to uh, basically go and play tennis and get scholarship, you only have four years to do that. Right. So if I came and 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 do that uh, using uh, my English courses. I was going to limit the time that I had left if I wanted to do college. Mm -hmm. So basically, I worked really hard and, and, and tried to t finish that English courses as soon as I can. And yeah. I did it in six months. And then they told me, hey, we have scholarship for you. Yeah. And um, you want to stay here? And I say, well, yeah, why not? Yeah. And that's how that's how I stayed. And I met my beautiful wife Yeah. there. And I just, um, I've. I love it. So, yeah. So, take me back to when you were 12 years old in Chile mm -hmm. and you had to leave your parents to pursue this dream of playing professional tennis mm -hmm. because you said that you had to leave your academics behind in order to pursue this. Right. And you limited yourself where I guess you only had two hours of school mm -hmm. and then tennis the rest of the time. Was this an academy that you attended? Or a club or a league? It, it was like an academy. Okay. Um, and the school wasn't tied to the academy, but um, there were a lot of tennis players who were going to that school. Mm -hmm. And it fit my schedule. And I just joined the school. My, my parents were okay with that, and they supported me. And But, um, yeah, I've, this academy, basically, we, we started very early. I mean, it was... 7 a.m. with uh, physical conditioning and, uh, and two hours. And then we'll have um, tennis practices for like another two hours. And then we'll have a lunch break uh, in between like 12 and 1. Mm -hmm. And um, then in the afternoon, we'll have another hour of um, conditioning and then tennis. So we'll, we'll be, you know, in that academy from seven to maybe three o'clock. Mm. Then there was a bus coming to the academy yeah. and we'll jump in the bus and, and we'll go to the school for two hours. Okay. And to be honest with you, after training that whole day, yeah. going to school for two hours, um, it, it was hard, <laughs> even for two hours. I yeah. know that sounds bad, but. No, um, I, I get it. So yeah. my question then becomes, you had to do all this physical training, mm -hmm. which is a lot of exertion, physically. So then you had to go to two hours of school and it's a bunch of mental focus, right? So how at the age of 12, were you able to transist from your transition from all this physical activity to just, I've got to be focused for school. Do you remember that? To be honest with you, I think I was too young yeah. to take everything in. Yeah. I wasn't really thinking what I was getting into. Um, because it wasn't easy, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've I left um, my home, and and you know, the fact that I needed to, you know, cook, you know, take the bus to go to the academy, um, and do my laundry, um, all those things at that age, mm -hmm. and also I needed to do my homework. I needed to sleep the hours that I needed in order to perform um, uh, on my training and. So uh, there was a lot of things that probably at that age I didn't think of. Right. And I just basically learned as I went. 
trial and error. And right, and and again, um, if you ask me if if <laughs> if if I need to give advice to somebody to do that again, yeah, uh, I don't know because it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, if I wouldn't have done that, um, I, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And I, I, I always say that I probably wasn't uh, supposed to be a professional tennis player, but that was my life training. Right. Uh, I learned a ton. I yeah. learned a ton about figuring things out and yeah. um, and and working really hard. Um, that's something that tennis taught me mm-hmm. for sure. So it was funny because you asked me what I was thinking at that age. Again, I wasn't thinking. But people, people always say, man, you are very mature for your age. Yeah. I mean, I was 13 or 14 years old and all my friends were 16, 17. And even today, you know, I have friends that are older than me. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, it's because I went through all that experience and, right. and, and maybe I did things that people at my age were not doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm grateful for that experience. And, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm, you know... My parents supported me a lot, yeah. and um, I, I, I really I want to make sure that you know. As I share the story, is that you know, if it wasn't for that moment, uh, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. And and those things include you know, um, you know, the marriage that I have today, um, you know, the the work ethic that I have today, and the things that I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if I answered your question, but... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was wanting to know if you remember that. And, of course, you know, going back, if you're 12 or even if I'm 12, I'm thinking of certain things. I don't remember everything. However, what I do remember are things that you hit on, the parental support, the hard work, and you say that you had older friends and you seem to get on well with them. And same with me here is I've always had older friends. Actually, one of my best friends, he's 62. I think yeah. So he's quite a bit older than me. I feel like it's a the law of attraction, though. You you put out, and then you get what you put out. Right. So if you put out that positive vibe, ener- energetic vibe. That's what you're going to attract. Right. You put out that negative vibe. That's what you're going to attract. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, you know, to be honest, I'm a pretty positive person. However, there's times, man, I I get down. And I'm not going to go on social media or just yell it. Yeah, you know, I'll sit there and talk to my wife about it. And she brings me up or talk to my parents about it. And then they bring me up or my friends, right. my close friends I can talk to. Right. So I, I believe in the law of attraction. And what you mentioned earlier, is just, it hits home with, home with myself too. So mm. I can definitely appreciate and relate to that. Were your parents, did they come to your matches when you played when you were younger? Oh, my dad was a fan. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was, you know, will travel with me and, and, and my mom too. Uh, but my, my dad, yeah, he will be there every match. Yeah. Um, so, which uh, at the time we, uh, we enjoyed it, right? We, we, we traveled together. He helped me, he supported me. And, um, and whenever he, he, uh, he get involved with, you know, as far as coaching and things that I was supposed to do in tennis, that's uh-huh. where some of the conflict, yeah. um, you know, uh, would have uh, like start. But uh, 
I think that that's another thing that I learned through tennis, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that uh, combining um, work with family uh, is possible, but mm-hmm. you got to be really uh, careful how you do it. And, 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 um, and, and I think that uh, my, my dad, I have a great relationship with him today. Yeah. And he's he's my role model, and uh, he taught me a lot through that, and mm-hmm. so I'm thankful. For yeah. Him. yeah. So you came over in 2011 to attend university, uh, Oklahoma Baptist University, on a scholarship, a tennis scholarship. Yeah. So coming to the United States, not really speaking English, did you encounter a lot of barriers because you couldn't speak English, or did you understand it? And how did OBU help you through that besides putting you through classes to learn English? Did you have a community of friends? How did that happen? That's a good question because, um, you know, I've, I think that they, they do have a great English program there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, I'm very thankful for what they taught me. But more than that, the people that helped me uh, through that time, um, a lot of those were friends from OBU. A lot of a lot of them were people that I met, you know, in Oklahoma City. And um, I mean, obviously, um, I met my wife two years, um, a year and a half um, um, at OBU. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, at the time I met my wife, I, I already spoke English and and and. You know, I could communicate, but uh, my wife and my wife's family, they, they helped me a lot through that process. But mm. in the beginning, when I didn't speak at all, right. uh, man, I, you know, <laughs> I honestly had to have fun, like in a way that if they say something uh, that I didn't understand, I'll just be honest, say, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't understand you. And, yeah. and, and, but I'm very thankful how people here um helped me through that they they yeah. invited me to um spend christmas when i couldn't go home mm-hmm. um they 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 invited me to spend time you know for the thanksgiving week um they and they opened you know their you know relationships their houses um and that's when i started building those relationships mm-hmm. i felt like man I've, I'm learning about the culture. Yeah, I feel like I'm speaking better. Yeah, and and three, I felt like I was building some good friendships. Yeah, and and I think that that's where I realized that if it wasn't for those relationships and people that I've met throughout, you know, that journey, yeah, I wouldn't be able to, um, you know, be here. So no, um, I love it, man. It's it sounds like short years because I I say it's been eight short years since you first came over or seven short years. Your English, man, it's really good. I don't know about that. I, I, I really, I believe it. I, I'll be honest. My parents have friends that have been over for 40 years, and their English is super choppy. They can speak it, understand it. Mm-hmm. However, it, it's really choppy to when they speak. So, man, well done to you. Well, I appreciate it. I, I think that there's always um, growth to to keep learning. and But um, I think that I appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. Your brain's like a sponge. You absorb knowledge <laughs> and everything, right? Yeah. So what are a couple of culture differences between the United States 
in your country, in Chile? Well, um, I think that um, as far as um, culture, I mean, we we had this conversation uh, one time, but um, let's say uh, we have a, a meal, mm-hmm. and 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 it's, you know a barbecue meal it's Saturday afternoon, and all the family will come and we'll have a good time yeah. and eat a good meal. And we'll spend hours, oh. hours just, you know, talking and, and having a good time and, and, and eating a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And by the time that meal is over, they 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 come and say, <laughs> all right, guys, what do we want for dinner? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really um, uh, something that I... I realized that, um, and I, 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 you know, I've met families and people that like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ask me a general, you know, cultural differences, that uh, that's something that I've I've sometimes miss about my my country, and um, they 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 like to spend time with um, um, family and and and. And and that's something that, uh, you know, if you ask me um, throughout the years that I've been here, uh, if I have to go back and 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 whenever I have my own kids and and I, I would like to implement those things, mm-hmm. you know, in my house. Um, but I know the differences. I mean, I, I can tell you as far as food, we we pretty much, you know similar we, yeah. we we have a lot of seafood and 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 we have a lot of empanadas i don't mm. know if you you try that but i've um, heard of it i've never tried it <laughs> it's, it's good it's good another another culture difference is that i just thought of is you know whenever you go to college uh-huh. you still live with your parents mm-hmm. so uh you go through high school obviously you're you are with your parents in the united states or are we talking about Chile? Chile. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So, um, and then whenever you're ready to go to college, you, 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 it's very normal to stay with your parents. Right. And uh, that's something that I've seen here is that usually uh, the time that the kid with the parents separate themselves mm-hmm. is from high school, going to college is like, Hey, all right, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. And um, so that's what, what I've seen that's, as far that's as culture. But. A very interesting point, and it's very valid. In the Asian culture, same thing. You go to high school, college, and even times after you graduate college and find a job, you still live with your parents. It's very tight-knit. Where sometimes here, I hear parents like, oh, I can't wait till my kid turns 18 because <laughs> they're going to – a different university and off yeah. they go right which it's not a bad thing it's just the culture is different and right. i respect it right and, and it, it works for some and for some it doesn't so it's a mixed bag and for me i feel like it definitely depends on the family and the individual you talked about 12 years old leaving to go to play professional tennis pursuing your dreams at the age of 12 i couldn't even imagine doing that at the age of 12 here in the united states mm. but that's what you did and it's such a lot of life lessons which we're going to continue to get on to here later on in this podcast but yeah i mean culture differences for the most part it's really interesting to learn about because i feel like we can definitely learn from 
each other's cultures and absolutely make yeah. us a, a better person. I mean, uh, I've grown a lot uh, spending time here in the U.S. and I'm and again, I'm I'm, I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for the people that I've met here. Yeah. Um, they they taught me a lot of things. Uh, you know, I have mentors, friends. You know, my my wife, um, uh, my 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 family of my wife. I mean, I I can probably spend a whole hour here uh, listing the people that you know helped me and yeah. and and that's something that it really shaped me and and something that I believe um, really defined my character because. Um, I want to do the same thing for other people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I'm, I, I think that uh, because people open their houses for Christmas, Thanksgivings, and whenever I'm in their position and I see other people coming to the U.S. and going through the same things that I've went through, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I want to do the same thing. Yeah. I want to help them. I want to, you know. Um, do whatever I can to um, to help them achieve whatever they need to achieve, and yeah. I think that's what you know. Kind of what you you talk about your podcast, you know, helping the community, and I think that that's something that I I I'll feel very passionate about um, mm-hmm. helping in the community as far as because I know stuff. You know, you come to the U.S., different culture, yeah. different language. Um, you, you study in a different language, mm-hmm. and. Um, I would love to be an advocate and, and help people to, um, you know, come from other countries, uh, play sports here in the U.S. and and help them achieve whatever they want to achieve. Yeah. But they, but anyway. I like that, man. Playing tennis at OBU is not a joke. It's not uh, it's not easy being a, an AI athlete, Division One or two NCAA. So, what were your morning habits as a student athlete at OBU? Uh, that, that's a good question. So I've, we, we used, we, during the season, we had morning practices. We'll have, uh, we'll wake up at six and do uh, conditioning for 45 minutes. And I um, usually have classes at eight. Mm-hmm. So uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays we'll have those conditionings, and then in the mornings for Tuesday and Thursdays, I will do conditioning on my own at the gym. Uh, on I your try own time. To, on my own time. Okay. Yeah. So I try to uh, keep that habit. I, I felt like um, uh, something that I even implement today. I mean, I, I woke up in the morning, and the first thing that I want to do, I'm gonna go and work out because yeah. I feel like if you if you take care of your body, then yeah. you're, you you can take care of your mind. And yeah. um, and I felt like uh, when I went through that experience as, as an athlete in college, yeah. it's a like good experience because you know some people don't realize that being an athlete in college is very stressful sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of your classes and you have to take care of your uh, sport. Yeah, and you go through a lot of you know, emotions and um, things that you need to take care of. So I really like, you know, spending my mornings working out, um, having some quiet time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing that um, one of my mentors here that I met in the U.S., um, uh, he he taught me the, um, the journaling and, and having some quiet time um, uh, with my God and, I think that's something that even today I've implemented in my morning um, habits and uh, during college I tried to just to, to do that. So work out, 
quiet uh, time and then journaling a little bit and then go to, to my classes. That's in college. In college. Right. Yeah. So when you're talking about waking up at six and conditioning for 45 minutes, then going to class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm -hmm. and then on your downtime, Tuesday, Thursdays, you condition on your own. Right. Right. So did you wake up at a certain time? Did you have to go to, in your own mind, did you go to bed at a certain time? Not really. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm not a very structured guy and <laughs> my wife is laughing yeah. right now here because yeah. I, I wish I am, I'm more structured and, and, and I have a time, you mm -hmm. know, where I've got to bed and then I, I wake up. But I, I just, you know, if I have to be, um, you know, um, you know, in class uh, that time, I have to be in class at eight. So right mm -hmm. at least an hour and a half, you know, awake. So that means six, six o'clock. So, but no, no, I'm not very structured. So yeah. I try to just wake up early and then just do the workout and have some quiet time and then go from there. And you mentioned you met your wife at OBU. At OBU. Right? So when you came to the United States in 2011, no English, had a university. Yeah. When did you meet? At that time, she was your girlfriend, your first date. So when did you first notice her? Oh, so... That was the second year uh, for me. Okay. So I was between a freshman and sophomore uh, as far as classes, but I was a sophomore and she was a freshman. Okay. And we, uh, uh, the first time I saw her, actually, she was walking from the tennis courts um, to one of her classes, I believe. Okay. And I was going to the tennis courts. Uh -huh. So I was with my friends. Um, she was with another tennis player. And that was the first time we met. Okay. We just crossed path and we were both carrying tennis bags. So we, we, we just knew that we were tennis players. And I just <laughs> say, hey, so you, you, are you a, a tennis player? And, and yeah, so that's where uh, I introduced myself. And I, I, you know, since then I've, I've could not, uh, be more thankful for that day because yeah. that was the time that I noticed her and introduced myself. And then after that, um, the, the story started. Yeah, I, I'm asking because, so let's just say it was a year, year and a half after you came to the United States and you started learning English and your English probably wasn't that good at that time yet. So how did you <laughs> communicate with her that you're like, hey, I'm... I'm a tennis player. I'm a stud. Actually, at 12 years old, this is my stuff. You know, <laughs> how did you communicate that with her? Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think my English was that bad at the time, right? I mean, am I wrong? She's laughing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, but I mean, there, obviously, there was a lot of gestures, you know, yeah. and, and uh, she she makes you know even fun today of that. Like I smile a lot. So. I, if I don't understand something that she say, I would just smile. I think that's a universal thing. My parents do the same thing. They just smile. <laughs> so, um, but no, but I, I think that we had a good communication and um, I, you know, try to um, uh, just have good conversations with her. And um, she, she was very nice. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I, yeah. So you got married about, a year and a half ago or two years two ago? Years. Two years, right? Yeah. My next question is, we talked about culture differences. 
in American culture, when you go and try to marry your wife, mm -hmm. how did you approach it? Did you, did you know what you wanted to do? As in, did you go ask her dad for permission or did you just say, hey, and what's your wife's name? We got to get that out there, man. <laughs> Ashlyn Garson. Okay. So um, she's sitting next to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've when I first met um, Ashlyn, uh, she, I asked her to play tennis. Okay. And this is a funny story because uh, <laughs> I, I, she thought that I was a coach. <laughs> so, uh, in, in when I, uh, I got her number and I text her and, and say, Hey, do you want to go play tennis? Mm. And, and she thought that she needed to go you know she needed to practice or she's doing something wrong i mean uh <laughs> she she was just uh uh didn't know what was going on i mean that's what she told me after we met but um i just wanted to uh go out with her right yeah. i i asked her hey do you want to go play tennis and uh when we we met at the tennis court um i still remember the the day like if it was yesterday um She's very serious, and then uh, when I ask her, "Hey, uh, let's go play tennis," and I guess I have a personality that she felt like, "Okay, this is not actually a practice. Mm. This is a date." And then after that, <laughs> we just got to know each other. It was really fun. We played tennis. Um, and if I'm missing something of the story, yeah, please, you should jump <laughs> in. And, and if people want to know the side of your story, you should say it. Mm. But. Um, uh, anyway, I've, I've, I knew that uh, there was something going on there. I've, I've really, um, I mean, I, I think I was here for another year, and I, I knew that, um, um, you know, obviously, respectfully, I, I needed to um, ask her for another date because if I wanted to go out with her so after that tennis match mm. we went get ice cream and um i i just really fell in love with her um her personality um uh her um way of looking life and and the way that she cares for other people yeah um i just fell in love with the passion that she has about you know working really hard um helping other people and just you know she's really really simple mm -hmm. and i love that about her yeah and um she've taught me um and so many lessons since we dated and we've been married but um i've be honest at the time that i've met her i didn't know how strong she was yeah um and she she's sitting right next to me here but she's um you know she's the strongest woman that I've known, and she help helps me with a lot of stuff in my yeah. life, and she teaches me stuff, and um, I've learned a lot through her work ethic too. And um, but anyway, I've yeah, I like it, man. So going back to the law of attraction, you're positive, dude. You work hard. You always work hard. That's your role model. She works hard everything like that and she's simple you're not structured so i think that's you know that helps offset things 
to a certain extent in a relationship. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, whereas I'm very structured and Margie's like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, she's very structured about eating well, sleeping, um, all that's exercising. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm very structured and here's how my day is going to go. All the way until 10 o'clock at night, I wouldn't go to bed. Hmm. It's pretty bad. But she's helped me offset that a little bit. So I'm That's good. more laid back now. So when you met her, you went on some dates. Probably a couple years later, you're like, hey, or maybe a year later, or maybe a few months later, you're like, hey, this girl is the one. So when you got to that point, did you know what you wanted to do next? Uh, well, I've... I've we were uh, dating, and I've, I, I knew that I, again that there was something very special, mm-hmm. and, um, and obviously at the time, I mean, y- y- we have to acknowledge that I was in college, and, 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 and when I came to the U.S., my plan was to go to school and then come back mm-hmm. to Chile. Right? My parents say, "Yeah, you go. We'll send you there. We'll support you, but we'll, hopefully you come back." Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't my plans, but. Uh, I guess uh, that's where uh, um, God had really pulled her in my my path, and um, and when I reala- realized that I wanted to uh, move the relationship forward, mm-hmm. um, I needed to make a decision, right? Yeah. I needed to jump, and yeah. I always say <laughs> we have an internal joke uh, about jump, you okay. know, because. Uh, at the time that we 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 decided to do that, we both didn't have any jobs. Yeah, uh, we didn't know where we we're gonna be. Um, Ashlyn is, um, by the way, uh, studying to be a B, a PA. Mm-hmm. And at the time that we were making decisions, she didn't know uh, what school she was gonna go and all of that. But long story short, I've you know decided that I've I've wanted to. Uh, marry her so that's where i i call her dad okay and i am and 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 her mom and and i went to get breakfast with them and i i told them what i feel um um how in love i was with with ashlyn and um just really wanted to uh her be the the woman of my life Mm -hmm. and i was really sure about that decision and um, I, I don't know uh, all the details right, in the right. future. You, you have to realize I'm not a structure guy here. So, but I, I knew that I was so passionate about uh, this relationship, mm-hmm. and I, I knew that there was something special. I was in love, and and as long as we were together, yeah. we we were going to be happy, good, and um, and so. Uh, that's why we we always whenever we have to make a decision and say yeah just jump just okay. do just go do and it. jump gotcha and um and you are going to learn um you know lessons along the way right it's not um, you know the parachute is not going to open right away yeah. and whatever but uh along the way whenever you just jump and, and make that decision when you feel that way things are going to work out fine. So mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that here a few years later um, we're married and um, we have had very f- a fun life together. Yeah. And I can't wait for the future. So yeah. anyway. What piece of advice did her parents have for you when you asked them for permission to marry their daughter? 
man, I've, they told me a lot of things, right? They told me a lot of, um, 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 but one thing that, uh, they, they told me it's, it's just take care of Ashland mm-hmm. and, and they, they just didn't say that with words, but I can see in their eyes, mm-hmm. like, you know, I know you are a good guy. We love you. Um, but take care of, um, our daughter and, yeah. and I've really looked back to them and, and told them that, um, I promised to do that. Yeah. So uh, I have a lot of respect for her par- parents. I've um, um, her family. They they're three daughters. Um, so th- there's a lot of girls at her house. <laughs> so every time I go to Ashlyn's house, um, her dad is really uh, excited to have me there yeah, because it's like the guy. Hey, let's go watch sports. You know. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's a fun and very um, amazing family. Yeah. Um, so, um, again, I could be hours talking to you how great of people they are. Yeah. And, and so, anyway. I think you described it in a couple of sentences how great they are. Honestly, it's really awesome, man. So, how did you know that you needed to ask or felt like you needed to ask her parents for permission I'm asking that because in Chile, I don't know how you would approach that. Is it different? Because it's that's different cultures, That's a good cultures, question, right? yeah. yeah. People used to do that, right? I mean, I think my parents, my, my dad went to ask my okay, uh, uh, my mom's dad. But uh, today uh, in Chile, people, uh, they usually um, um, will uh, skip that uh, uh, process. Um, if you ask me personally, if I'm in Chile, I, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ask me uh, generally what people uh, is doing today, I don't think that's very common. But I, I knew that that's something that's very important here yeah. in the U.S. Something very important for my wife mm-hmm. and for her family. Right. I knew that all along, right? So yeah. I, I wanted, I didn't want to skip that and I wanted to be uh, you know, respectful how I I wanted to move forward with this commitment because I, I I'm not kidding I wasn't I was really hundred percent committed to this yeah and um, this goes back to uh, your title defining moments because that's definitely one of my defining moments yeah. marrying my wife truly changed my life yeah um and. Um, you know, sorry. No, that's fine, man. <laughs> she, she's awesome, man. You know, we, um, she, um, she told me a lot of lessons, um, and it hasn't always been easy, right? Um, cause, you know, just like any other marriage, we have, you know, problems and, yeah, but it's, um awesome how together we've been able to figure things out mm-hmm. so um i always say this that um you know marriage is something that is not black and white yeah you know you learn lessons along the way that you're gonna have to um figure things out but i, I gotta tell you that my wife is my role model and my best friend 
and I could be any like you. So, anyway, Man. I uh, I have nothing but respect for uh, what you just said because you you come from a different country and you meet meet this girl of your dreams and you what you did was you said hey I I have identified what's important to her. I've identified what's important to her parents. And if I'm going to get to that next level, if I'm going to jump to that next level, before I jump in this situation, I've got to make sure I've got the right permissions to do so. And so what you did, man, you went and talked to her parents, had breakfast with them, and had a conversation face-to-face. And I don't think there's anything more important than, than doing that. And I that's so commendable. And it's a tradition that should always be kept around. So when you guys have kids and you have a daughter i would fully think that you you wouldn't say that to a young man but you probably expect that person to come up and say hey i'd like to marry your daughter you know yeah it's super important man and gosh dude i've got chills because you're so amazing (laughs) thanks i've uh sorry i've i didn't mean to um feel emotional but uh it's just uh the truth you know yeah um she um um, she's amazing. So I've, I've, I know that <laughs> you came to, um, uh, um, you know, asked me to be in this podcast about my story, but I, I gotta tell you that a big part of my story is my marriage and, and Ashlyn in my yeah. life. Um, because it's not, it's not, you know, you have to think about, I have my family back in Chile. I don't have, um, a lot of family here in Chile. You mm-hmm. know, when I first came to the US, again, I, I just came with a suitcase yeah. with no plans. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what was going to be next. I didn't speak the language. I didn't know what to study. I didn't know what was my, my future looked like. But when I met her, everything was clear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to leave my family, but you know, yeah. I want to start my own family now. Right. And and this is the, the girl that I want to do it with. Um, if I have to go travel uh, to Chile and see my parents, so I need to go and, and invite my parents back here so we can spend more time together, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, um, that defining moment uh, with my, my, my marriage really changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be able to be in that position if I wouldn't have started playing tennis when I was 12. Yeah. Because everything started when I was making that decision. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to get a scholarship at OBU if I didn't train every day. And 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 I think that um, that defining moment put in my life def- different defining moments um, that you know has helped me to be where I am today. Yeah, but. it's beautiful, man. So Ashlyn, so you've been to. She's been to Chile, mm-hmm. right? Is there a language barrier there with your wife when she goes with you to Chile? I thought you were asking her. Is that no, I'm asking you, but you can give her the mic and she can explain the answer. You want to answer that? No, she's got strep throat today. So can you, can you rephrase that question again? So when your wife goes to Chile, mm-hmm. well, actually, let's take this back. When you told your parents, it's like, hey, I found the girl of my dreams, and you said their name, she's like, oh, they're probably like, oh, she's American, right? At that moment, did, 
did your parent do you think your parents cared that she's an American versus a Chilean? The, the, oh, she they 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 love Ashland. Mm-hmm. First of all, as far as culture uh, differences, they they always um, the first day that they they met Ashland, they 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 told me um, she's a wonderful woman, mm-hmm. and I can tell that you are in good hands to do uh, and, you know, be in the U.S. with her and all of that. But yeah. as far as, like, if they care if she is American or Chilean, they they never thought of that. No. Did they? No. <laughs> My mom's going to hear this. So I'm glad that they don't speak English so they can understand this. <laughs> but, um, well, I mean, well, it's funny because... Uh, when when Ashlyn came to the US, I mean to Chile the first time, you know, uh, my mom was um, getting lunch ready, and 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 the first thing that uh, she was very um, shocked was how nice the lunch table looked like. Mm-hmm. It was very fancy, and you know you have all your silverware and plates and all of that. And then when she, you know, that's the first, the first hour that she came to the house, yeah. we went to the, the table, she sat down there and she saw a maid coming out of my uh, door <laughs> and she looked at me like, are you rich? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 Ash, listen, look, it's very common here to uh, sit down for lunch, yeah. have a meal like this. And um, most people have a maid. Um, that help clean houses and all of that. So mm-hmm. uh, that's something that was very. Uh, am I missing something? I just like to speak. Oh uh, yeah, her Spanish is probably pretty good. No, no, no she. Well, that that first time that she went there, she was very nervous. By the way, and. Um, she could understand the conversation. She mm-hmm. could understand what's going on, but she had a lot of like a, a, issues. Well, not issues, but like tra- uh, It was harder to speak, right? So um, she she could understand what people were talking about, but she couldn't communicate whatever she wanted to communicate. So mm-hmm. you know, she was very thankful for being at the house, and she wanted to thank my mom properly. So she just wanted to make sure, I ah, thank you so much. And, and at first, it was a little bit hard, but my mom and my dad could see Ashton's heart and could see like how thankful she was. And, and, and it was just very, uh, a, a relationship that didn't take time to establish. Mm-hmm. My parents just say, she's awesome. Yeah. And, um, but no, no, I don't think that my, my parents really ever occurred if it's Chilean or the US I think they're, they're really they told me as long as you're happy and that's the woman you want to be with yeah. uh, we support you so um, anyway so your wife came to Chile and had saw this maid and all this spread <laughs> she, she says like dude are you rich bro I mean and you're like no no this is the way it is I, I relate to that because in Vietnam same thing is it's common to have a, a maid to come in and help me in the house. And sometimes the maid becomes part of the family. A lot of times, family or family friend, they get really close. And so 
they move in and they just end right. up helping out, right? Yeah. So I get that, man. You talk about your wife. She is a PA or going to be a PA. Yeah, right? she has another month left of school. And man. she will be um, uh, done with PA and working here in a couple months. So I'm very proud of her. And yeah, um, so. Saving lives to win the day. I exactly. Like it. Exactly. Let's talk about you, though. You're edu- you're super educated, too. You got a finance degree, MBA, and you work at Bank of Oklahoma currently. Mm-hmm. You went through the, is it the ACT? ACT program. Yeah. Now. So why Bank of Oklahoma and what is the ACT program about? That's a good question. So I've, I always had a passion for business in general. Mm-hmm. I knew that um, after I went through school that I, I wanted to uh, be uh, working for an organization um, that is fully committed to help the community. And, and I, I was privileged to um, know some people that talked to me about uh, the ACT program that BOK yeah. um, has. And, and ACT stands for Acceler- Accelerated Career Track Training, Training Management Program. So basically, it's a year-long uh, management training program that mm-hmm. they walk you through um, what commercial lending looks like. Um, and you go through credit training for five months and then you uh, do rotations throughout different departments of commercial lending. Okay. So after that year, I I basically, uh, they offered me a job and I'm, I'm working for the commercial lending department, um, supporting bankers with... Uh, existing clients, uh, new business opportunities, but mainly uh, work with uh, businesses that are in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. area. And something that I, I've, I've, I've felt passionate about BOK, and, and, and I think that this goes uh, well with their statement, you know, uh, achieving more together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really, really want um, their people to be successful and they don't necessarily want that but they know that the more that they invest in their people mm-hmm. the more that they will be able to provide for the community you know yeah. so i i knew that it was the right fit i i've i, I love the company a and um and they're very passionate about helping the community with their knowledge in, as far as finances and, and commercial lending and all mm-hmm. of that. But uh, yeah, so I think that God just opened the door mm-hmm. uh, for me to work there. I found great people that give me the opportunity to, to, to do this. But uh, I just really like what Oklahoma City is doing here in the last couple of years. It's growing yeah. a lot. There's yeah. a lot going on. I mean, you right. can see the MAPS project. You can see a lot of um, talent being, um, you know, in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And I think that, that get me excited, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, it's kind of cool to be part of that uh, economic development. Absolutely. And I think that BOK, um, um, I mean, that, that position that I'm at BOK, I got to learn a lot about the economy and some of the businesses that are doing. And, and I think that, I just think it's a great fit for me. And, and I'm, I'm thankful to that I'm part of that, you know, you know that development, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I'm on the train and I respect you a lot. So I want to touch on this as well. When I first met you, you were traveling back 
from Oklahoma City to Tulsa because your wife lived in Tulsa. She's going to PA school up there. And you're getting your master's mm -hmm. at Oral Roberts mm -hmm. University, correct? So I, I had to say, man, that's a lot of dedication. You're married and you're traveling back and forth you know, to get your degrees and also to form a professional job life at Bank of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And your marriage is super strong. You know, how, how do you guys find time for each other when you're doing that? And well, how do you communicate? You know, that, that's a great question. And I think that uh, when I was doing my MBA, um, was probably uh, the BC the busiest time for uh, my wife's PA program. She mm -hmm. was going through a lot of didactics and a lot of rotations, and I think it really um, helped us that we were both in the same page. Mm -hmm. We were both trying to, you know, work through this um, uh, projects and things that we have going on in our careers, and um, so we we basically studied together. We, yeah. you know, every time we had some time and we knew that we needed to study, we go out and spend time in the coffee shops and maybe in our place and just study together. And, um, and that, that helped a lot. But then, um, because I'm not a structure and I know, I know that I needed something out of normal, right? Yeah. I try every once in a while to just, Hey, let's, do we need some time? Let's, let's spend maybe Sunday. We don't touch the books. We don't do anything, yeah. you know, we just need to spend time for ourselves. Uh, let's go work out. Let's go play tennis. Let's go take out the dog. Um, yeah. But I I just think that what something that we're very thankful and, 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 and it helped us a lot throughout this journey is that it's good that we stay focused and, and we go through all these challenges. But you also need to make sure that we, we, we have time for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And I think we, if we are good, we feel happy. We feel energetic, right? Yeah. We, we have a strong marriage. Yeah. We know that we're going to be able to succeed. Right. And this is, this goes like, if, if we're good, my, my wife will be able to perform at school. Yeah. If I'm good and we feel happy, I know that we're going to be able to perform at my job yeah. or through my MBA classes or driving back and forth from Tulsa to Oklahoma City. Yeah. I just thought that, you know, um, and I think that's why we we are such a great uh, um, we are very good partners with each other because she um, again she's tough mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and and she's tough is that that, that I, I I didn't know this but and and I learned a lot through my tennis journey and I had the same dedication that when I went through this it's not like I haven't done it mm. I know that I had challenges you know in the past that were very similar but i knew that something good was going to happen yeah i knew that 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 if we push if we you know get uncomfortable and we go through these challenges good things will happen mm -hmm. so you know we just made sure that you know we we needed to trust we needed to be faithful we needed to make sure that we stay focused because this is what's going on in our life and if we do it something good is going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, just to give you an example, now we're almost done with, she's almost done with school and we, we just moved to Oklahoma City. We have our own place and 
she got the job here, I have the job here, we have good friends, we found a place, you know, um, you know, for church, and we we just feel happy. Yeah. And I think that uh, a lot of times we need to fight through, you know, the challenges and get uncomfortable. And again, that goes back to my jump, you yeah. know, um, yeah. joke, because I believe in that, right? I mean, right. I mean, I, and that's something that... <laughs> Uh, I'm very passionate about that. Some people say, so why, why were you driving back and forth? Mm. Like, wh- why were you going through all these challenges? Mm. Right. But I wasn't thinking that mm. I was thinking about the outcome. You know, this is, I don't know uh, if you follow uh, Simon Sinek, but it's one of, you know, one of my favorite mm. book authors, but he say, there's a story that he goes in and, 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 and with his friends and there was a donut shop. And these guys say, man, they're giving uh, free donuts. Let's go get donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and the friends say, man, but there's a big line. So he says, you know, so there's people that focus on the things that they prevent to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. And those are the people that just want to think of the things that they want to do. Yeah. So in that case, I wasn't thinking about the long line yeah. i wasn't thinking about the driving i wasn't thinking about how many hours i needed to to study right or do my work i was focused on the outcome that my wife and i wanted mm-hmm. you know and i think that um it's paying off um and you know i i always tell my wife that you know we always have to get uncomfortable yeah. and as a couple that's how we want to make a difference and and achieve more things because you know the time that we feel comfortable there's something wrong mm-hmm. and and so um, i think that god put that experience in our life to teach us a lesson to to make sure that we are strong as a marriage and we we can do anything i mean yeah. and and I, I don't say that to brag about myself uh, because I've, I've another thing that I'm very passionate. It's my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I have um, a, a faith uh, that, you know, when I came to the U.S., I've met people um, that talk to me about uh, faith and building a relationship with Christ. And I think that's another thing that it's part of my values. Mm-hmm. And I'm very strong about trusting the Lord and, mm-hmm. and, and God, what He has for us. And I think that He has played huge role Mm -hmm. throughout these experiences so again a lot of work a lot of dedication but i wouldn't be able to be doing this alone if it wasn't for my wife Mm -hmm. and my god and Mm -hmm. the people that supported me so that's my lesson yeah and this goes back to the uh, statement of be okay achieving more together yeah because you cannot do it alone yeah you need people to support you you need your marriage to be strong you need you need to connect just like you and I, yeah. we talk about, we are develop a relationship. And I think that that friendship, it might be for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, we want to achieve something that we don't know. Right. And right. so anyway, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if I win. No, it's good, man. <laughs> it's really good. I like it. How do you contribute to society? That's, that's like another great question. Man, you ask deep questions. I love it. <laughs> I like it. You, you, you know, 
I wouldn't have thought of this because you, you're an engineer, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was the technical questions, but those are deep questions. I love it. Um, but uh, I think you know, there's a lot of ways that I, I could I could probably say that uh, I contribute to society. Um, you know, I've again this got to simplicity, right? This got to you know, you could be volunteered for for a church, for for a nonprofit, and you can give money and donate to um, um, serve for certain uh, things. And I think all those things are great. Mm-hmm. I think those people need that. Communities need that. Society needs that. Uh, I think that um, another piece of how I, I want to contribute to society is building relationship with people. You know, it's very, it's, I know it sounds simple and elementary, but it's just you go to the grocery store and you see somebody down and, and the cashier and, and, and do they need to talk to somebody? Yeah. And I just, if I can provide a smile to somebody, I think that I'm contributing yeah. to society. And, um, and I think that that's important to me. And I always tell myself every morning, it's like, I need to help one person today. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, my job, uh, when I go to the grocery store, uh, when I'm making, um, you know, I'm, I'm on, the, on the phone, uh, in meetings. I mean, I just try to find one moment in my day that I can help somebody else. Yeah. And, and I tell myself that. Hopefully it's more than one person, but... Mm-hmm. I just make that so I can achieve it every day. Um, so that's one way that I feel like I, I want to contribute and I feel like I contribute to society. And then the other way that I've, I'm, I like to do it is, you know, I feel like, you know, work, I know, you know, I don't want to put career, you know, first and anything like that. Right. But I think that if we think about it, we spend, how many hours do we spend with people at work? Too much. Too much. Too many, yeah. Maybe more more time than our spouses. Absolutely agreed. So I always tell myself that, you know, you are going to work not just to make money, to make a living. You're going to work to, one, you know, educate yourself and provide skills and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you, you, you interact with people. You, you. You know, in my case, I, you know, I get to interact with my coworkers. I get to interact with customers. I get yeah. to interact with the, the people that clean the uh, the buildings. You know, I get to interact yeah. with a lot of people in the building that people don't realize. Right. So I think that that time is really, really important. Yeah. Right. I put work there because the more, you know, the wiser we are, the more knowledge we get, the more we can contribute to society. I mean, my wife, we mm-hmm. actually were driving back uh, here and then she told me, you know, I went to Uganda a couple of years ago and uh, I wasn't a PA, you know, I was just going through school. Yeah. And she told me this. She said, I want to go back to Uganda as a PA. Nice. So just, just think about how much, thi- how, how, how much she have learned through school right. and now she's going to get some experience through work mm-hmm. and she has the passion to go and go to Uganda and, and, and do something with her. Yeah. Her gift, her yeah. skill. I think that's very, very important. 
Oh, it's so yeah, yeah. it's very important. Super I, mean, I, important. I mean, I don't know if you experience this with in your world, um, uh, in the energy engineering world, um, and if you have a different perspective. But I I spend a lot of time with people at work, and I feel like that's time that needs to be invested wisely. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about being successful in the company. A lot Th- right. those things are important, right? Yep. But everything that you say, the people that you meet, the people that you interact with. Man, you can make a huge contribution to society just there. So that is a very valid point, and it's awesome because I, I feel the same way with you. I I talk to the towel guy in the gym. I talk to the person who cleans the windows. I, I talk to a lot of people. I know every I know things about each of my colleagues, right? That they may not know about each other, but I know certain things about them, and that's building relationships, investing time wisely. Right, because it's not just about being super successful. It's like, oh, I can do this, this, and that. But how did I get there? I got there because of my colleagues. So I need your education. I need you to help me answer this question. We both think like that. How do you deal with people that don't think that way with life, with work? Someone comes in with a negative attitude, and they just like, man. I hate my job. I just can't wait till five o'clock so I can go home. Yeah. That's a pretty negative attitude for a very positive guy like yourself. Yeah. How do you deal with that? I think that actions say everything. And I think that you can tell people what they should be doing. But I think if you want to be a true leader, you got to lead by example. And I think that I try to do that every every day. Um, you know, I come to the office and I just say hi to my team and, yeah. you know, I get excited, yeah. you know, is there anything that I can do for you today? Please help me out. And um, I think that people see that more, I think that's more efficient mm. than just telling people, hey, I think you you probably should do this. I don't know. I th- maybe maybe you, you might have a different perspective, but I've, I've, think that the biggest lessons that I've learned are from people, leaders, and, and that they don't, they didn't say anything. They just show me. Mm-hmm. They did it. They did it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, do you want to go and help the guy who's cleaning the window? If he has an issue, he, that person goes and buy food to that person and have a conversation. Those are the people that, you know, wow. Yeah. You take time of your busy schedule to do something for somebody else, yeah, that's that that, that teaches me something, yeah. Um, and I think that's the way I handle it. I, I, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you experience something different at your? So, <laughs> thank you for asking that question. <laughs> the uh... Yeah, so I, I do experience that work. You know, I'm a pretty bubbly dude like yourself. I go and say hi to everyone. I you know, always just pretty positive dude, right? And there's times when there are people that just have a a down moment or attitude, down attitude, I guess. And what I like to do is is just wanna listen. So why? You know, why can't you wait till five? I mean you gotta go home see your wife, your dog. Why? Yeah. You know, until then, dude, we're here, man. Let's make a difference together. Exactly. So that's that's how I try to alleviate situations, or it's just 
hey man, I'm here to listen, man. What's going on? Yeah. What's, what's important after five o'clock? I'd like to know. Maybe it gets me hyped up for it too. Yeah. Or maybe it helps me understand you a little bit better yeah. each day. So every time you say, can't wait till five, I'm going to know, well, I guess happy to go home and see your wife, exactly. your kids. Bro. I mean, I don't know. You tell me, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I like it, man. I like that approach a lot. I, I you know, I appreciate you asking that question because I've, um, the, the, you know, I, I told you that I knew, I knew that I wanted to do business and, 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 and I, I'm very passionate about working with businesses and, and all that. I'm just, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that provides us an opportunity to um, deal with so many people. I yeah. feel like they, they, if you want to make a difference, you want to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. You want to get on the phone with people. You want to yeah. talk to your customers. You want to interact in the meetings. You, you yeah. know, those are a lot of opportunities that you have to make a difference. And I think that those are the things that I'm, I'm very passionate what I get to do with my job, with you know my friendships, but... Um, getting in front of people. Yeah. I think that's that's great. And I, I think that also speaks about my character. Um, uh, you know, I, I believe that I want to be a connector. I want to connect to people. I want to hear people's stories. I mean, I'm, I'm like you, you know, you, yeah. you're doing this podcast because you want to hear somebody's story. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, all right, let's, let's get together. I want to hear your story. How can I help? Is there anything that we could do together? Teach me something that I don't know. Yeah. It's just those are the things that I, gets me uh, out of bed every morning. What we should do is co-host uh, a couple of shows together. I think that'd be Let's really do that. fun. Are you sure you want to have a guy with this accent listening to all the time? Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. Nothing wrong with it, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. What's a path forward for yourself? What's a what? What's a path forward for yourself? Future goals? Oh, that's... that's, that's... We'll take that in two parts. What's a path forward for you mm-hmm. as an individual? And then what's a path forward for you and your wife going forward, kids, yeah. et cetera. Well, <laughs> she's looking at me. Um, I'll, I'll answer the first question. So I, I think that um, some of the things that I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm excited about this opportunity that I have with my job and I want to grow and, 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 and become there very successful and again, I know that sounds like I'm putting my career in front of me, but I believe that if I'm successful there, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm providing to my customers, I'm providing yeah. to my society. Like, I think I'm putting my knowledge and my things into action that are making a difference. So right now I'm still um, learning a lot. One of the things that I need to do in order to be successful in my career, but, you know, here in five years, that's what I want to do. I want to be, you know... Uh, I want to be a top producer. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be a top producer yeah. because I believe that if I'm a top producer, you know, I'm making a difference. Yeah. Right. I'm providing yeah. solution to people. Yeah. I'm I'm providing uh, customers things that they didn't have before, mm-hmm. and that's that's a goal that I have um, um, as far as my my career and my, my job um, as a person. Um, you know, I, I I always tell my wife I, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, spend time with my family in Chile. Was that that mean? Is you know I want to either us go together and spend more time in Chile, or maybe they can come here more often. Mm-hmm. Or figure out a way where I could you know, you know. I, I think I see them once a year. Yeah. My goal is to see them you know four or five times a year. That's something that I want to do. 
So um, uh, another thing that I've, I've, again, this goes back to my faith, um, that I want to continue to grow with my relationship with God. Um, I want to continue to learn what things he has for my 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 future, my marriage, and I, I'm just it's excited because you know everything that I've done, he has teach um, teach me a, a lesson, and I'm excited to see how I'm deep in this faith mm-hmm. and where it's gonna take me. So I think those are things that I'm probably looking forward to the future as me as a person as a, as far as my marriage, and I mean we definitely. You know, you asked me that we were being busy with school, we work. I think that yeah. uh, uh, my wife and I, we're really looking forward to spend some time and 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 for ourselves. Yeah, right. We mm-hmm. we really want to enjoy the time in and here in Oklahoma City. Right. Uh, meet friends yeah. and do things for for ourselves. Maybe travel some mm-hmm. a little bit and. Um, so kids, kids probably won't be uh, in the picture here uh, very soon. Um, so I'm excited that um, she gets to start her career and she's yeah. gonna start um, this job, and uh, I'm gonna be doing the job, and we're gonna be uh, enjoying that experience. So here, here in the next couple of years, I think our goal is to just continue to learn from each other and grow as as a couple and become a stronger marriage um and that's something that we as a couple also want to do um again you heard me speak a lot about my wife and our marriage because you know again i'm very emotional about that and Mm -hmm. and we we are not perfect uh we're figuring things out and and another passion and, and thing that i felt like god had put in our heart is you know maybe you know support other couples you yeah. know whatever way it is you know we want to find a, ve- a, a, a a venue or something that can help us to get in front of couples mm-hmm. um and 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 learn from them and also find ways that we can help others to do whatever they need to do because i i feel like marriage is something that you know truly uh if you're strong in that area you can be better off in the other areas too. So, yeah. You know, I love that. And we can take this on another episode. However, you talk about getting in front of couples. I, th- I think it's important to know that you know, you're from Chile, you're Chilean and she, Ashlyn's American. Right. And you've got like uh, two cultures together. And my wife, Margie, she's American and my culture is Vietnamese. And we're married. So it's a mix of cultures. And yet every time we talk, it's mutual understanding, mutual respect. And it's so important to try to identify and help one another through not necessarily differences as in opinions, but differences as in cultures. What's a Vietnamese culture like? What's a Chilean culture like? Ashlyn wants to say thank you to your mom. How is she going to do that? Because she's desperately seeking how. Margie's the same way. She desperately seeks how to be respectful to my parents because that's important to the to her and to Ashlyn, right? So I, I think that's really unique and I think it's super powerful. Maybe we can start something like that together. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, I've again, I've 
I talked to you about, you know, I would like to help people that come from other countries to mm -hmm. the U.S. and go through some of the experiences that I have gone through. Because I've, I've done it. I've been there. And, and, you know, I feel like I want to help them some ways. And yeah. I think that, uh, again, we are still a couple, like a, a young couple, but mm -hmm. that's another thing that we have in our heart. And um, I think that um, building relationship with other couples uh, will probably make a huge impact in, yeah. in um, society. I, I just... You know, and I'm and I'm not trying to <laughs> get out of track here, but I think that a lot of that goes back to what it what it makes to uh, have a healthy society. What it, what it what is that you know we have to do to have a healthy neighborhood? You know, because if we just help each other, man, if we are just happy each other, we we gonna have happy neighbors. We gonna have a happy community. Yeah. We gonna have a happy environment and the best way to do that is just to spread you know some of the things that we learned yeah in the past to see hey we can probably help you yeah because i've done that been there so um and i don't want to I'm, I'm 26 year old so i have a I'm not, i don't have the wisdom that some some people that come to speak to you but i don't know man it sounds uh, like you got <laughs> tons of wisdom i think that goes back to you at 12 years old leaving to go play professional tenants it's it's huge well i appreciate that but i just i'm looking forward to that growth uh mm. and and i'm i'm all about giving back yeah and that's not necessarily money like money right that goes back to um uh, support yeah and 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 time and all of that so absolutely anyway. how do you want to be remembered i didn't realize how many good questions you asked until i'm sitting with you right now um how do i want to be remembered well um i i think we talked a little bit about this but i again one of one of my top five things are you know i want to be i want to be positive right i want to i want to be known for somebody who was always positive who, mm -hmm. who always brought energy you know yeah. always had a smile on their face right it was man it's okay we, we can do that together or, yeah you know i think um uh, two, I want to be remember um, somebody who who did whatever it was possible to do to help people, and that goes back to work, hard mm -hmm. work and, and and work ethic, and and then three, you know, um, uh, somebody who was always humble. You know, I think humility it's definitely one of my 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 things. Um, you know, I, I like again like to listen to other people. I like to learn from other people. I like to, um, you know, figure things out, you know, and learn from others. And I think humility, it's something that I want to be also remembered. Like, man, he, he was always humble um, and listen to other people. And um, for, I'll probably say uh, a connector, mm -hmm. you know, I always connect with people. I think that's something very important to me because, yeah. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this world and, and miss the opportunity, man, I should have connected with that guy or yeah. that person. That's <laughs> something that I, I wish people, uh, whenever I'm, I'm gone, talk about that. And, and then probably the last one will be, uh, uh forgiving. Right. I mm. think I want to be known for, um, always saying, sorry, take, taking responsibility, 
it's huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we always make jokes with my wife. Uh, who's the first person? Whenever we have an argument, uh, and she recognizes, and I'm always the first person to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Whether it was my fault or not, and I think that's something um, that she always told me. And you always say sorry. You always say sorry. Yeah. Why are you saying sorry for? I don't know, but I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, so I, I don't know if I answered that question, but I think that, yeah. you know, I think positivity, you know, uh, work ethic, um, I think um, humility, connector, and I think my fit will be forgiven. Yeah. And I think that all of that translates to how I want to be remembered with my marriage whenever I become a dad. And I want my kids to, to see that. Yeah. Um, I want my family from Chile to see that. Yeah. I want my friends to see that. And I think um, I want to be remember that I've, I've, you know, always was there for people and, 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 and help, you know, my neighbor. Um, so. I've only known you for about three and a half months and everything you just said, I can see. You talked about your not wanting to put your career ahead However, Bank of Oklahoma has given you such a brilliant opportunity and you as an individual, as an employee of Bank of Oklahoma, you've realized this and you're taking every advantage of it to the good because if you succeed, then they're succeeding. They've made the right choice. You're making the right decisions. You're in the community. You're making a positive impact and you are connecting with clients, friends, coworkers, custodians. It doesn't matter. Right. It, it doesn't matter whom you meet. When you make that connection, I feel like those connections are run really deep with you. And I can definitely appreciate that when I met you the first time. So without a doubt, I'm 110% on with you or anything you just said, man. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I I think that, uh, like you say, we just met um, a couple months ago, but um, we we got along because we share a lot of those yeah. values yeah. and I can see that. And man, I, the fact that you do in the podcast and the way that you speak about your marriage, the way that you speak about your, your routine about work and why you, why you doing the things that you're doing? It just, I want to continue to learn from you because, yeah. um, you, you're doing an incredible, incredible, um, job, um, as far as helping people, uh, listening. And I just think that, um, I'm looking forward for this relationship and yeah. I, I appreciate the time that you have um, given uh, to meet with me and, you know, the fact that you just have me in this podcast. <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. And, it's an honor, man. I don't know. If, I don't know if I ever told you, but after we met the first time at All About Chen, three and a half hours, I came on to Mark and was like, man, this dude that I met, thank you so much, Mark. He's so awesome. And I, I can't wait because I think we're going to be good friends and... <laughs> It's like I just got into a new relationship. Well, you can ask my boss. What did I say when I met? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, oh man. Uh, but I thanks for for the things that you're doing. Seriously, I appreciate it. Um, I think that you have a very cool story. Yeah. And I think that uh, people people can learn a lot from you. And so I just you know, well, you have all my endorsement, encouragement. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to do great things. Thank you're you already doing amazing things. <laughs> Thanks. Um,
So how do people get in touch with you? Man, that's another good question. Instagram, Twitter, you have a personal email. I, I do have um, Facebook. I do have, um, you know, I haven't been um, a social media guy in a while. I've noticed. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, I, but, you know, I have Facebook. I have an email. What's uh, your email address? Uh, Garzon.gonzo. So let's spell that. G-A-R-Z-O-N uh-huh. dot G-O-N-Z-O uh-huh. at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And now how about Facebook? Facebook? Oh, you're going to find me there with my full name. Oh, like all so, 500 of your exactly, names? Okay. Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah. So, so how do we get in touch? Gonzalo Garzon and, and La Clabert. I believe I have La Clabert there. So Gonzalo Garzon La Clabert. Um, so I think you might spell that out because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Gonzalo is G-O-N-C-A-L-O, then Garzon, do I have it like, oh, so I was right. Yeah. So I'm sorry for the listeners over there. It's Gonzalo Garzon. So G-O-N-Z-A-L-O. Okay. G-A-R-Z-O-N. Okay. So that's. That's my Facebook. Very good. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Man, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at DefMomentsPod.com. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.